morning, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Mary Griffith Show. I'm Scott Hardy, in for Mary Griffith, and uh, always pleased to have uh, in studio the mayor of Quincy, Mike Trope. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Scott. How are you? I'm doing fine. Glad to have you along. And uh, tell you what, so far this week, the city uh, has a lot going on and some good news that we'll all get to. One thing going on tonight, I'm sure that you, uh, you want to tell folks about, uh, the Downtown Rental Rehabilitation Program is having a meeting tonight. Yeah, 5 o'clock at City Hall Chambers, and uh, it's uh, a time to listen to what the, the city would like to see done to the downtown development. These are mainly focused toward the uh, living uh, spaces on the second or third floor of the, the downtown district area. Yeah, and then we seem to have uh, quite a bit of those uh, that uh, folks have gotten the buildings, which you know is always a good thing, and they've done something with the first floor, but then it's like, you know, they look up in the second and third floors. So it's like, what am I going to do? Well, this is a way to help them. Right. And we, there's, don't, don't get me wrong, there has been some significant improvements over the last, you know, five years. Uh, Sixth Street's a great example. A lot of those second floor units have been uh, renovated quite nicely, and they have continually uh, stayed uh, leased out. So uh, the economics work. Yeah, it's just that you would like to expand that to, like, you know, Vermont, York, Jersey, that kind of, those areas as well, because there's plenty of space there. Well, there's plenty of space on those upper floors, but more importantly, Quincy still has a significant housing shortage. And the two and two, by putting some other incentives out there, get property owners uh, to match or even put more money in, we just give them a little uh, assistance to get started. The... uh, we're going to create more housing facilities, units, and that helps attract the people uh, to come here so they have uh, an accommodation that's comfortable for them to live in. Sure, and especially uh, since we're offering people the uh, uh, chance to save on their property taxes if they take advantage of the uh, QRAP program as well, yep. uh, which you heard some good news Monday during the council meeting. Over 300 people are here now because of that. Yes. No, the program's working, and even uh, throughout the state, when I go to some of the statewide meetings, uh, I'm being more questioned more and more about that. How how does it work? You know, what do you do? What's the incentive? And there's not another community that has anything close to that uh, type of an offering. And for us, being a border community, uh, the the state's actually, I think, very impressed that we're a place where we're attracting more people to move in than, you know, escaping to Missouri or Iowa. Exactly, exactly. And uh, folks have been saying things about it for years. Oh, we can't keep anybody. The taxes are too high, this and that. Well, this is a nice way to kind of get people back, especially people who have left uh, in their late teens, early 20s. It's a way to get them back and say, hey, you got kids. Remember how good you had it when you were a kid here? Now you can do that for your kids, too. Yeah. I think the the, the taxes, uh, people need to study that further. The property tax, yes, is less expensive in Missouri than we have in Quincy. However, in Missouri, you're also paying personal property tax, where in Illinois, there's no such thing. And when you add in Missouri what your property tax plus what your personal property taxes are, 
there's very little difference between what you're going to pay in Missouri versus what you're paying in Quincy. In Iowa, uh, there's even uh, a bigger uh, disadvantage. So uh, when people tell me, oh, it's going to be for taxes, I said, well, that tells me you're only looking at property tax. You're not looking at the full tax burden. And that is what people need to take a look at. Right, exactly. Downtown Reno Rehabilitation Program meeting tonight, 5 o'clock, council chambers, mainly for folks who own buildings with vacant upper floor space. Learn everything from, I'm imagining, uh, you know, a development uh, committee will be there to uh, talk to folks about what they need to do in order to be a part of this program. Right. Want us to get an update? I don't know if you know any status on the small rental rehab program for the uh, properties west of 18th Street. How is that right. going? That's going well. We did not have as many applicants uh, on this this round than we did the first round, but we have very strong uh, apl- applications, and uh, uh, th- that is being reviewed and projects are being approved. You know. Uh, each week until we get that f- fully engaged. Yeah, four-year program, uh, $250,000 a year for that for people who uh, rehab uh, rental properties for areas west of eight, rather yes, west of 18th Street to the river. And uh, as you hear from some of the aldermen and some of those wards, like uh, the uh, seventh, the first, uh, second wards. There's a lot of properties available. Sure is. You know, earlier in the year, uh, our planning development director, Chuck Belvelheimer, uh, took a look at uh, different surveys, different information, I believe, off the last census. And there was well over 3,000 unoccupied housing units west of 18th Street. And some of these units have not been occupied in over 40 years. And... You know, we're saying, okay, what can we do to help encourage people to uh, fix up the place? I mean, obviously, unoccupied for 40 years, it needs something. Right. Um, And what can we do to help and then uh, get some rental or, uh, you know, get it occupied? Yeah, because it's all, when you do that, as you know, it solves so many problems that uh, occur when you have unoccupied housing for so long. and. It's also a way to boost the city's tax revenue as well. Sure. So, yep. uh, good news also from the state of Illinois a couple of days ago rev- involving uh, plans to uh, fix and update and modernize the uh, uh, the bus station. Right, the, the transit, bus, uh, the transit yes. parking. Yeah. So right now it's uh, on the east side of 7th Street at Jersey. And... Uh, Marty Stegeman, who's the director of transit, as well as our planning development office, have been working uh, well over a year on a new transit facility, which would be east side of uh, 7th Street, uh, which would include parking for the off-street parking for loading and unloading with some cover shelter for people waiting for the the buses, as well as redoing that entire parking lot. So, you know, if you've tried to use that lot over the last few years, uh, you know it needs some work, and all of that will be taken care of under this. So in addition to the $3.89 million that this week was announced by uh, the governor's office, that's on top of the $1.2 million uh, grant award for the same project. So... It's um, really a uh, $5 million project 
that we're getting state funds for, and it's going to make that entire area uh, improved. Uh, you know, I think to the level that it should be. And that 1.2 that was from the, that was from last year, I believe. Right? Yes, I know that uh, you and Marty and others in the city were kind of worried about whether or not you'd be able to get the rest of that uh, the 3.9 million for that because that was kind of vital to the project, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, the state came through. So I, you know, I've been working with the governor's office. Uh, again, I think my job in part as mayor is to try to, you know, we all pay state and federal taxes, and I'm trying to work with our state and federal elected office holders to make sure they're aware of our needs and where we can get dollars back uh, here for different projects. Uh, you know, we're going to gladly accept them. So. Uh, we're making some progress all around. Oh, sure. What's uh, what's the estimated timetable on that? Do you, have you have you heard? Has Marty come up with anything about that yet? Or no? There's you know you get the award, but then you have to go through a series of other steps to show that we are ready. We've got bids. There's a little property that we need to be purchasing as well. Okay. So you know, I think it's going to well, it's not going to happen in the 23 construction season. Uh, hopefully we can get everything done uh, next year. So the 24 construction season, uh, we're going to see that corner totally renovated. And as always, as you know, and uh, folks who deal with the state of Illinois know that uh, it does take some time to get some money from them. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. To physically get the money. So. Sure. And, and we're, we're used to that. I mean, the state and federal government have helped us with the airport projects. They've helped us with some other, you know, downtown projects. Uh, so we understand the system and, you know, follow through that. But one of my frustrations as being mayor is, you know, the realization that government does not work as fast as most of us would like. It does work, but there's so much, uh, so many steps that you have to go through uh, to make sure the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and periods are in the right spot, and uh, that takes quite a bit of time. Yeah, I think I think folks here are used to uh, their local government working a little bit faster. When it's just you call your alderman, you let them know, the alderman says something, and then you know somebody is on it. But yeah, in the state, it can. Can take a little bit longer. Yeah, we're coming up. We're coming up on nine twenty-eight. We're going to take a break, and we're going to get you updated on the latest commodity prices from the Ursa Farmers Co-op. And then we'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more with Quincy Mayor Mike Trope here on the Mary Griffith Show on WTAD. Nine thirty-one on this cloudy Thursday morning on the Mary Griffith Show. Time now to get an update on the latest commodity prices throughout the Midwest from the Ursa Farmers Co-op. Let's check in now and say good morning to Mike Jansen. Good morning, and here are your opening prices from the Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for March is at six eighty and a quarter, up five and a half. The May six seventy-nine, up five and three quarters. July at six sixty-eight, up four and three quarters. Soybeans for March at fifteen ten, up seven and a half. The May at fifteen oh three and a half, up seven. July's at fourteen ninety-four and three quarters, up six and a half. Chicago wheat for March at uh, seven fifty-two and a quarter, that's up eleven. And then July at seven sixty and a half, up ten. Over on the Mercantile Exchange, lean hogs for April at 84.80, that is down 52. Live cattle for April, 161.25, down 30. 
and feeder cattle from the March at 183.70, and that's down two. This has been Mike Jansen with Ursa Farmers Co-op. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for our next commodity update. Thank you so much, Mike, for that update. That will be coming your way in about an hour here on WTAD 932. In-studio guest, Quincy Mayor Mike Trope. I wanted to get, uh, we've got a few minutes left with you. I just wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, Quincy Police Chief Adam Yates has uh, held a couple of public meetings about a proposal he wants to bring to the council about uh, license plate readers, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think uh, he's saw that uh, in some of the training that they went through at the statewide. Uh, other law enforcement agencies were uh, talking about what a great tool that is for their communities. And so the chief uh, uh, and his staff reviewed it and thought it was worthwhile. They met with uh, our police aldermatic committee and uh, said, yeah, let's uh, present that to the public, see what questions they have. And I think it's a, uh, I, I know there's issues on both sides, like everything else that comes up, but this is a tool that the law enforcement uh, here believes can help. Uh, I don't know that it will necessarily stop crime, but it will help solve crime uh, even faster. And I think that's the main uh, focus of what the chief's looking for. Yeah, and some folks have had, from what I understand, they've had some pretty good questions about, uh, you know, the uh, ethics, the constitutionality of it, and that seems to have been answered. On these very airwaves, he told Mary that uh, they would know more about at least one crime, a shooting on uh, Broadway, if they had had one of that. Yes. So, yeah. No, absolutely true. So, um, and there, there are some reports, too, that communities that have these can, can, cameras set up, uh, some of the criminals that go from uh, town to town uh, f- figure that out pretty early, and they just avoid that town. So you could avoid uh, some of these uh, more sophisticated criminals coming into your area. And that's always a good thing. Yep. Uh, another reminder, downtown rental rehabilitation program coming up for you tonight, 5 o'clock in Quincy uh, City Council Chambers. And... Uh, Anything for free that you want to plug that you want folks to know about? Yeah, I think, you know, our uh, Riverfront Development, you know, we talked about having the Riverfront Development Foundation established last year. We do, if anybody's interested in making a uh, contribution uh, to that, they can uh, have a check made out to Quincy Riverfront Development Foundation, and they can mail that to uh, the City Hall address, 730 Main Street, Quincy, Illinois, and... Uh, uh, we'd appreciate it. Very good. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I won't be able. I won't be seeing you next Monday night, but the Monday after that for sure. So, Very good. All righty. Quincy Mayor Mike Trope, our guest here on the Mary Griffith Show. We're at nine thirty-five. When we come back, we will talk about scams. The guy who knows a thing or two about scams, Don O'Brien, with the Quincy Better Business Bureau, on the way on the Mary Griffith Show on WTAD. Welcome back to the Mary Griffith Show on this Thursday morning here on WTAD. And in now from the Better Business Bureau of Quincy, the regional director, the man who uh, is best known for shooting 18 holes in one at the Augusta National Golf Course, (laughs) none other than Don O'Brien, the regional director for Quincy. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm happy to be here. Good. I didn't have 18 holes in one. I know. I had 18 holes of a lot. Well, but if we keep saying that, the more you say it, 
then eventually folks will start believing it. It's not it. lying if you believe it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. It is tax time, and it's an important thing to do, but uh, from what I understand, you've told me that uh, scammers are actually out there preying on people who are just trying to get their taxes done. They are. We, uh, we, we're, we've seen a lot less. IRS used to be the numero uno when it came to uh, impersonation scams. They lo- the, the scammers love to claim that they are the IRS. Uh, now, we've seen a little bit less of that in the last couple of years, and I don't know if it's anything directly related to the pandemic, or they're like, well, we've done IRS enough, let's go act like we're Social Security now. But we're seeing less of them, but that doesn't mean we're not seeing any of them. And um, so, you know, the the one thing that we really want to get out, especially this time of year when people are starting to get their taxes in order, and uh, we just want to, A, remind the folks that, uh, and we have this in bold print on our website, uh, the IRS does not initiate contact with taxpayers by email text message, or social media to request personal or financial information. So if you've gotten that text message that claims that you're the, they're the IRS, or maybe even an email or anything else, even even a phone call, they're not going to do that. Uh, they try. I would love to turn, for you to call to try to get somebody from the IRS. The fact that they're going to reach out and call you is probably not going to happen. So uh, the only way they do contact you, Scott, is through the old, old school, uh, through the U.S. Postal Service. Um, and uh, there are legitimate reasons why they would reach out to you. And if you do get something in the mail, um, you know, double-check the phone number that's on there before you just decide to call uh, and uh, follow up on whatever they have to say to you. Yeah, I was just going to say, the only way that uh, any government mm-hmm. official is ever going to contact you is through the U.S. mail. Yes. And that's just, that's for their purposes as much as it is for yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, it's literally a paper trail. Yes. So, and what what kind of scams are, are these people pretending to be the IRS, what are they What are they doing? I mean, well, exactly? they're trying, again, they want to get personal information out of you. They want, they want you to send money. You know, they may, you know, they said something's wrong with your tax return, and in order to get it, in order to get squared away, you need to send money to, to them, and they may ask for gift cards. And again, gift cards is another, a huge red flag. Uh, you never need to pay anything via gift card. If somebody says to you, hey, I need that money via gift card, you know, and acting as if they are a business, that's that that's totally false. So that's one aspect of the IRS scam. The other aspect is, um, you know, the you know, this is the time of year when we're all collecting our taxes and we really urge people to um, file their taxes as soon as they possibly can, because we, what we've seen a lot of um, ID theft. And if the, if your ID has been stolen, what they do is they'll create a, uh, you know, they'll file taxes on your behalf and try to get a return and of money that may have been due to you. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's that, uh, there's a Simpsons episode that I love. It's, uh, it was a New Year's episode and, uh, the, the clock strikes midnight and they go to the Flanders house and Ned's already working on his taxes <laughs> for that year. So he wakes up at midnight. Heidi ho, gotta do my taxes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've got, you know, we want you to be, be a little more like Ned Flanders right now, if you will. And, you know, I know all, you know, your, your, your workplaces and everything have to have all that information to you by the end of this month. So work earlier rather than later. I mean, even if you owe, um, you know, it's tr- if you think you might owe, um, you know, work on those now because if you do get your identity um, 
Uh, if someone files taxes uh, for you, um, it's just, you know, there's enough red tape dealing with the IRS. You mean you have to have a machete to get through the the red tape if you happen to have your identity compromised. I know a, fr- a friend of mine here in Quincy had that happen to them. They're still going. I mean, it's been a couple of years now. And they're still trying to get their tax return from that year. So um, it is it is a mess. Uh, so file early. There's another thing you can do to kind of help yourself and and, and kind of avoid uh, having uh, someone file uh, file on your behalf. Is that is the uh, you know the uh, IRS gives ident- identity protection pins, IP pins, uh, that you can request. It's a six-digit code. Uh, you'll get a six-digit code this year. Then in December of 2023 for your 2024, they'll again send you something through the U.S. Postal Service, say, Scott, this is your six-number pin this year for when you file your taxes. And unless you have that pin, they won't they won't accept the tax they won't accept that return so again it's another layer it's almost like multi-factor authentication if you will right. for that tax return right which is something that you know that multi-factor authentication authentication you'd recommend that for most everything any- yeah everything uh you know when it, whether it comes to doing your uh you know your online banking or uh if you have social media accounts uh you know always and, and most of the time it's I want to log in, and then they send you, uh, you know, just a little digit, uh, a code to your phone or through email saying, okay, Scott, this is your PIN number to get into your account now. So it kind of can be a pain, but at the same time, um, you'd like to have that kind of peace of mind, and and, and that way uh, the bad guys and girls can't get to your taxes. Exactly, exactly. Would you recommend, it's almost like, uh, it almost sounds better to have... um some way, like if you hire somebody locally to do your taxes, and would they would have a copy of that? Would that be something that you would almost recommend to people to do? Well, the, the the pin? Well, not the pin, but I mean like a tax preparer. Yes, well, that's somebody that, that you yeah, trust. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm one that, uh, you know, I, I I try to get the experts to do. That's your field of expertise. They're going to know what tax laws have changed from 2022 to this year. Um, So, yes, I've had to prepare. I go to one of the national chains um, that that does mine. Uh, But, again, uh, there are different ways you can do it. You obviously have those uh, computer programs. You can do it all by yourself, and they Mm -hmm. kind of take you through that. Uh, or you can have a tax preparer do it. In either case, you want to go to the BBB.org and check out the, the, the uh, reviews on those and, and what complaints that people may have had about those, uh, whether it's a business or whether it's one of those online services, to see exactly what problems they're having and how the business responds to it. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I mean, when it comes, you know, I'm never – I feel so bad. I, I I call plumbers in town all the time to when when I have something going wrong with my plumbing. I'm like, I want to get a guy or a gal. Find a guy or a gal that you can trust uh, to do to, to do this work for you. So that way, uh, uh, there's nothing worse than getting that letter from the IRS to say, um, Scott, you did something wrong when you filed your taxes, and you're like, oh, I did it myself. I should have I should have had somebody else do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the state of Illinois has just come up with a, a new website as well, where you can now file your state taxes online. Because right. I know, I know that uh, if you go with a lot of like uh, computer like online services, mm-hmm. it's it, and they're within their purview to do it. Where it's like, oh, get your free get your free tax return, you know, small print, federal. Yes. And then, oh, you'd like the state? Well, then we'll charge you this. Yep. So hopefully the level of security on the state's side, I believe it is my 
uh, tax.illinois.gov, I believe it is, and mm-hmm. just got a postcard about it yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, so there's there's plenty. Yeah, there's plenty of options for you out there. Yeah, let's just hope in terms of security yeah. uh, that they follow up with that. Without so, a doubt. So yeah, but like anything, um, if you get a phone call from somebody wanting you to do something, uh, you know, best thing is with your cell phone, use your caller ID that's available. And if it's not a number, you know. Yeah, and even with that, uh, the caller IDs, they can make it look like, you know, with spoofing technology today, they can make it look like they're calling from uh, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if somebody ever calls you and says, oh, I'm from the IRS and we need to discuss your tax return from this year. No, just hang up the phone and they say, uh, you can put this into me in writing and then I will refer, or I will respond to right. it that way. Because, right. again, uh, no phones, no emails, uh, no carrier pigeons. Uh, they're going to use the U.S. Postal Service to get to you. Yeah, I may have I may have told you this the last time we talked here when I was uh, hosting for Mary, mm-hmm. uh, but I still get them every now and then. Uh, local local calls with a local number. Mm-hmm. I it's a two one seven pre six. I I don't know the rest of it, and on the and I kind of have an idea of what it is when I see it, but on the odd chance I just feel like answering it, so I'll answer it, put it on speakerphone, and it's a recording. In Chinese. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't gotten one of those in a while. Um, that's called neighbor spoofing. Um, my cell phone is 217-257. Uh-huh. So they, they they go off of what your, the, 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 those two prefixes there, and they'll make it seem like, oh, and you're like, oh, well, maybe this is someone I know. Somebody from Quincy's calling me. So, yeah, be, be aware of that. We're seeing a little bit less of that now, but now I just get I just get spam calls from all over the place. Um, you know, it's from random places and again, and it's, it's terrible, but now I never pick up the phone unless I know yeah. if, unless your number's in there, yeah. um, and I know who you are, I'm not picking it up. Right. And if you see, and if you see a very long number with like nine zero, a space and then three other numbers and then a space and this and that, it's, it's an international number. So don't mm. even, don't even bother yeah. unless you know somebody in Burkina Faso, Correct. you know, then yeah, go ahead. But yeah. otherwise, but yeah, it's the weirdest thing. I they're they've changed a little bit. Now they just speak Chinese, uh, just plain like a message. Before, and this is almost uh, it's stereotypically bad. The first one of those that I got that I answered, it was a Chinese voice, but then it had Chinese music behind it. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, it was. And it was a recording the entire time. It was a recording. Yeah. Yes, but it was just like. What am I? Mm-hmm. Am I at the Hunan Gardens? What? What is this? What? You just what, never know. Yeah. Oh my God. So, and then, yeah. So again, you you wasted thirty seconds of your life dealing with that. Well, yeah, but I got to listen to a lovely voice speak to me in Chinese. Soothing, so. uh, soothing uh, music too. Exactly. I, I, I sh- I'm sorry. I should say Mandarin, not Chinese. Okay. It would be Mandarin would be the official language there. <laughs> We're at 949 with Don O'Brien here from the uh, Quincy office of the uh, Better Business Bureau. When we come back, reasons why you need to watch out for Facebook in terms of scams. We'll talk about that on the way on the Mary Griffith Show on WTAD. Welcome back to the Mary Griffith Show for you on this Thursday morning. I'm Scott Hardy, in for Mary, and alongside is Don O'Brien with the Quincy Office of the Better Business Bureau. And Facebook should normally be just a nice, relaxing way to catch up with people from high school, because that's what I use it for. Everybody else does, I'm sure. But now you have to be careful just for clicking and getting on Meta. Believe it or not, you can't believe everything you see on Facebook, Scott. What? I know, right? 
Isn't it amazing? I'm crushed. <laughs> so okay. So uh, are you are, are you a big Facebook guy or not? Not really. I used to be, but then it was like everything else. It's like I just, you know, I want to catch up from people. If they post something, that's great. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll click like. But it's like I don't I don't, you don't have want to get into all the arguments again. I don't have yet. things to rant about. Yes. You know, I just want to see how people are doing with their lives. So, so one of the big things on there right now are the buy sell trade groups. Yes. Um, you know, you can, you know, I know that you, we were just talking off air. You have your little market uh, on Saturday morning. Go ahead yes. and give you a plug. Shoppers Mart, 830 to 9, Saturday mornings here on WTAD. And there are online versions of that. Yes, there are online versions of that. So you can go online. If you got a something you want to get right out of your house, you can sell it. I've, I've, I've used it before. It's it, it can be very convenient. It's also very convenient for the scammers to get in there. And what the, the latest scam uh, that we have associated with... Um, um, with Facebook is that they will go into these buy-sell trade groups, the scammers will, and they will go into public buy-sell trade groups. Now, there's two ways you can set up a group in Facebook. It can be public, so you can anybody in the world can see it, or it can be private. And some of the local ones are private. They want you to make sure that they are people, like if it's Quincy, it's Quincy people that are there, or if it's Hannibal people who are there, somebody that at least knows something. So they'll put a, you know, they'll they'll put up a question like, okay, whose statue is in Washington Park? If you can answer that, you can be part of our group. Well, John Wood, so boom. Or, you know, they'll say what, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Hannibal may have its own question. Same I hope a scammer isn't listening right now, Don. You just gave it away. I know. They're going to get in. They're going to infiltrate the system. Dang it. Um, so they'll get into these public groups, and what they're doing lately is they're putting up um, uh, posts that say, oh, hey, there's a missing dog or pet. There's a missing person. We had one in Quincy recently where these people infiltrated one of the Quincy buy-sell trade groups, and they said there was a missing man. They had a silver alert out for him, which was bogus. This post happened on a Monday, and this guy supposedly was missing on a Friday. So the first thing you would do, want to check is like, okay, is there really a missing person here? Because obviously in our market here, we've got two TV stations. We've got a bundle of radio stations. We've got TV. We've got newspapers. We've got online entities. we got everything. If somebody's missing here, we're going to know about it. So right. the fact that they used a the missing person probably wasn't the greatest. But people still shared that. They shared that information. They, they shared it out through their network, and they got a lot of shares. Um, and then what happens is they take that post. They totally flip it. It's a bait and switch. They'll flip it into some type of uh, a fishing post where they say, oh, you can get this grant money if you pay a certain fee. Or, you know, they'll, they'll try to take you to another website with a link off of Facebook to try to get you into their their trap of trying to get personal information out of you. Or, you know, you can get rich quick, something like that. And, um, you know, there's nothing illegal about at all about sharing that post. But we really want you to think of before you just blindly share posts about missing pets or missing people mm -hmm. because you could just be falling right into those scammers' hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you, uh, One place to really check if it's a missing person and you're not really sure about, Quincy Police Department's yes. Facebook page, they will post information there. It's it's almost the information that we get in the media from the QPD. They will share that yep. on their Facebook Facebook post with a picture, so that way you know you know what they know and yep. what they can share with you. And so. they often share missing pets and things too. Yeah, the Quincy Police Department does an excellent job with its Facebook and its social media, so that's a great place to look. The other thing you can do is before you before you before you decide to share something. 
see who posted it. Uh, click on that person's name on on the on the the post itself, and you can see how long they've been a member of the group. It says Scott Hardy member since what's today? Uh, January January twenty sixth. You're like, oh, he just joined today. Is this really a real post? Right. Uh, so that, that that should be you know if they just posted that that should also be a red flag for you. And look at the person's thing if they have no connection to Quincy at all or, if, you know, Keokuk Cannibal, wherever you might be listening from, and they're in one of your local groups, really, you know, take take some, you know, take a step back and like, you know what, I, I think this might be bogus. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they build these fake profiles. Um, the, the fake profile that was involved in this one uh, was using a photo of a woman who had gone missing in Wisconsin last year, uh, you know, a nice-looking young lady. Uh, you know, you're like, oh, you know, I very trusting. Um, uh, I don't know if you can. I don't know if people would look at me and trust me or not. But you know, you could look at that woman and you'd be like, yeah, I can trust her. A way to evoke sympathy. Correct, without a doubt. So, um, you know, just do a little of investigating again. You're not doing anything wrong by sharing these things, except what you are doing is exposing your your network on Facebook. Your friends who might not be as sharp as you could possibly fall into one of their traps, and uh, then then things would be not so good. Yeah, Twitter users have to deal with uh, this quite a bit, where uh, it sounds like what you're describing here, if they're a brand-new user, it's almost like a bot. Yep. Because if you see a name like... Jane, and then followed by seven numbers. Yes, and they joined last week. They're most. It's most likely a bot. Yep. So, so they're a little bit more sophisticated here because they actually put photos on and stuff. So, again, just be careful if you're. You know, we've got information about this as well at our website uh, at bbb.org. You know, if you have any questions about anything, uh, you know, give me a call. Not only am I our regional director, but I also work as our investigator for the entire St. Louis region. So I'm dealing with scams and all this craziness on a daily basis. So give me a call at my office here in Quincy at 217-209-3972. I wondered why your hair was getting gray. Because these these scammers. Yeah. And my kids. Well, that too. I am not making my wife. (laughs) No, 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 no. Not with that. Not with that, indeed. So, yeah, we're at 957. So, again, uh, just some basic safety rules to remember. If you see a link in your email and you're not sure of who the sender is, don't click on it. Never click on links, yes. You know, you might feel bad, like, oh, my gosh, I really got to take care of this. Call me. I can I, I can help you figure out whether that's not legitimate, whether it's legitimate or not. Uh, right now, I've been getting a lot of calls about uh, supposedly uh, the geek squads trying to get a hold of me from Best Buy, and you know somebody's trying to buy a laptop. Supposedly, I bought a laptop. That's just all phishing. Don't 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 go for it. Yeah, exactly. So don't do it. So yep. uh, yeah, Best Buy. Have they not heard? <laughs> but they're gone. Yeah. yeah. We don't have a Best Buy, but... They don't care. Uh, ex- yeah, pretty much, pretty much so. So, again, uh, if you want to if you want to check on any business, just to make sure, best thing to do is go to your website. BBB.org, right? yep, 24-7, 365, we're there. Exactly, exactly. Don O'Brien, always a pleasure to talk to you. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Stay safe and we'll be good and... Uh, we'll talk again soon next time I'm in here doing that. Sounds great. So, all right, very good. Thank you so much, Don. Uh, we're at 9.59, just a minute to go before the uh, latest news from Fox at the top of the hour. And that will be followed by, of course, uh, Our American Stories, and that comes your way at 10, followed by uh, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton at 11 here on WTAD. And, again, we're sorry if you were trying to get the uh, half-price deal for the patio restaurant 
that literally sold out within three minutes. So we, when we tell you to get there at 7.30, we mean 7.30 for sure. So that way you don't miss out. But uh, we will have more great uh, chances for you to save with that very, very soon. So again, my pleasure to be here with you again today. Be back with you tomorrow. We'll uh, learn more about uh, what's going on with the Historical Society of Quincy and Adams County on the Mary Griffith Show tomorrow here on WTAD. It's 10 o'clock.